0: Welcome to the Homeschool Sanity Show, your weekly prescription for happier, healthier homeschool living. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. Hey homeschoolers, it's a new year and time for a renewed focus on our priorities as homeschooling moms. God has taught me a lot about managing my time this year. One thing I've learned is that I don't have to look for the productivity holy grail. It's normal for me to search for a new tool, a new schedule, and even a new book to read to inspire me. Newness almost always inspires action. The only problem with looking for the new is the expense of buying books, courses, or planners. If you are like me with shiny object syndrome, you're often on to the next thing to improve your productivity, I have good news. The Ultimate Productivity Bundle has all the productivity inspiration you need for all year, including my book, A Year of Living Productively. For just $47, you'll have access to 72 other ebooks, e courses, and printables on conquering your to do list, reaching your goals, and freeing up more time. That's 97% off. But hurry, while you can take your time working through these amazing resources this year, the bundle is only available through January 8th. To see what's included, go to psychowith productive2020. That's the number six, productive2020. Now on to the productivity tips you can use this year. My guest today is Amy Michaels. Amy is a teacher turned homeschooler and coach who has been on the podcast before. I'll put her previous interviews in the show notes. I really like her planning and prioritizing strategies, and I know you will too. Amy, tell us what's been happening with you since we chatted last
1: Well, I have been very busy um, because my little one has now turned three. So as all the moms can relate, you don't sit down much when you have a child that age, and um, life has just had to adjust to accommodate that. We've been enjoying her very much, but it's definitely shifted my business focus. I've been doing a lot more consulting work, um, things that, re- that allow me to work without typing at the computer so much because I just don't seem to have as much sit-down-at-the-computer time with a three-year-old, you know? <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Oh, okay. Well, that is good to hear. And I would love to talk with you more about your new focus um, with consulting as we go. But for now, I wanted to talk with you about the overwhelm that I hear about from so many homeschooling moms. We have kids activities to keep up with. We have housework to keep up with. And then, oh yeah, we're supposed to be teaching our kids. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then So many moms are working outside of the home, working inside the home in their own business, or they're volunteering, and they're just so busy. And when they get up in the morning, they don't even know where to begin for the day. So can you help us to determine our priorities? You know, where do we start? What is most important?
1: I love this question, Melanie, and I'm so glad that you asked because I have been there and I don't really know many moms, if any, that don't identify with that overwhelmed feeling. It just seems like that what we do every day is just the impossible, but we do it, you know? And, and and for me, I really wanted to be able to honor each of these roles without sacrificing sleep and without being so exhausted that I can't enjoy that little sliver of time that, I have with my husband or my own time. Right. And so I started really thinking about this and I started, you know, I've always been reading books about it. I love your book, A Year uh, Living Productively. And I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but I started thinking about what was really important. I started thinking about, you know, when I look back at this season of our life, what is going to make me happy? What is going to make sure What is going to be something that I feel like was worthwhile of my time and energy? How am I honoring those priorities? And that was kind of a a big thing to think about. However, it really wasn't as difficult as what I thought. I started just writing down all those things that I thought I needed to do. And I started realizing that I could very easily identify what was the most important by my own criteria at this season of my life and figure out what my priorities should be right now. And next week, it might be a different priority, right? We're going to start uh, a different season every time, you know, it's it's uh, summertime. We have a swim season in Texas because it's hot, you know, um, whenever it's um, the holidays, we focus on that. So our priorities are going to shift. And so it allows, it allowed me to be more fluid in how I address my life overall. And so I put together this, free class that your readers are more than welcome to grab. I'll be sure and send you the link, um, but it's called tame your task list and it's, it's targeting uh, business moms, but I'm showing you in a really short little videos, three steps to actually managing your task list. So it's not managing and dictating your whole life. It just changed everything with how I focus on my priorities of what I have to do, what I need to do and what I want to do. And then I give myself this huge buffer of grace by creating a separate list called perhaps. So I don't forget things that I think I might want to do, but I'm not really sure if they're a priority of the time and energy that I have right now. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then just getting those perhaps items out of your head and, probably off of your main to-do list. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It allows me to really narrow my focus, but then keep them in a secure place so that I can also personally, I pray over them and make sure that if I let it rest, do I still have that excitement, you know, a week later? Because if that's the case, then I know I need to move it over to my action list. Okay. Otherwise it just gives me, it gives me just a little bit of buffer. And I think as moms, that's so important that we give ourselves some space and grace just to breathe and and not have to be so reactive and, and always dealing with that FOMO, that fear of missing out. Because sometimes there are great ideas, but it doesn't mean that they're right for us right now. Mm-hmm. And so it really, for me, helped me to focus on what are my priorities right now? What is going to honor my true, um, you know, roles and and the things that are important to our family right now and it doesn't mean that those things can't come online next month or next year just depending on what's going on in, in everybody's individual life, you know.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I I am kind of thinking of it right now the way you're describing it as a wish list when I see a book that is where I really have a problem because I want to <laughs> I want to read hundreds and hundreds of books and uh, many times I will just add it to my Amazon wish list. Right. And then nine times out of 10, I don't read it. <laughs> you know, I'm not buying it. Uh, but if something comes up and someone else I respect says, oh, you have to read this book, then I'll go back to my wish list and add it to my, my cart and I will purchase it. So um, I love that idea of, having that perhaps list that we can revisit. It's not gone. It's protected, as you say. But uh, when we have, you know, the opportunity to make it more of a priority, we certainly can.
1: Right, exactly. And I also make sure that I have a separate perhaps list for work-related stuff versus, you know, personal stuff. Mm -hmm. That way, whenever I'm dealing with you know, wanting to improve an area of my business, I have my perhaps list ready to go versus if there's something that, like my kids are always saying, Mom, can we do this? Or I saw this on Pinterest or, you know, have, you know, we, we want to try this recipe. And so I have them actually create a perhaps list of things that they want to do as a family. And so when we have a day coming up or we've got that family time, we as a family go to that list and say, okay, which of these are important, most important to us right now? So you can use this in different facets of your life. And it just takes the pressure off. And I just, I just love moms having
0: mental space and grace because we manage Mm -hmm. so much. Right. That is so true. Well, great idea. And I love having, your kids make those lists because that is training them how to manage multiple ideas for what they need and want to accomplish in their own lives. So very good. I love that. Okay, so mm-hmm. I make out my my huge list and I move tasks from that list that I know are not priority now. There are perhaps, and so I move those off, and now I have identified the most important things that I need to do. Maybe it's because they're urgent or maybe it's because it's, um, it's about my, my child and my relationship with my child or what my husband really wants me to do or it's homeschooling related and, and you know my, my child has to learn math and so we're gonna spend time on math today. Um, so once I have those though, and, and then I should also add, You know, maybe you have another project that's very important to you that you want to make progress on. Once we know those priorities, um, how can we keep our focus on them? Because we are so distracted. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only person thinking oh wow look at this really cool video about a 450 pound dog on Facebook and that's what I got sucked (laughs) into uh the other day and then when I'm done watching that I think of all the people in my family who I have to show this to and then I cannot even remember what I was doing so how can we focus on those most important things and actually get them done
1: well, I can still relate to what you're saying, um, I think we all can. And in, in our day and age, we are just overwhelmed with information and great ideas. And so it is extremely difficult to keep our focus, but it doesn't have to be impossible. It's actually something that we can do very easily. So once we have our task list, um, what I quickly do is I will go through and identify what are the tasks that I absolutely have to do. And like, those are things that there's going to be a penalty if I don't get them done, like paying my bills or, you know, if I don't feed the children, (laughs) there's going to be misery and penalties, right? Um, And so when we have these lists, we identify what is the most important, what we have to do, and we make sure that that's the priority when we have those opportunities to work. So as I said earlier, I have a little one. And, you know, when you have a toddler or a preschooler, you have to be very fluid in when you get things done, because some days it's the morning, some days it's the afternoon, um, because they just change At the drop of the hat, right? And so when you have this list already created and you can code it with, like, oh, number one, put a little one beside everything that you have to do, or you can highlight it, like, you know, mine is always yellow. Um, My have to do's, when those opportunities present themselves, I know exactly what I'm focusing on. That's my task. Um, and then if we have extra space in our day, then I can work on my need to do's or my want to do's, but we can take it a step further too, because it's really important that when we want to have a focus on something that we have to kind of get a little bit of, um, an intention in place. So I used to live in a reactive mode where I had my list And whenever the kids were quiet for a minute, I would go run and see what I could do in the 10 minutes that I had. And I would be frantic trying to hurry because I never knew when they were going to come around the corner and need something. Um, And that's exhausting. I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to live a more proactive life instead of reactive life. And so I started researching several different methods of managing time and and you know how to be intentional. And your book, Year of Living Productively, is just just a goldmine of here are just a bajillion wonderful methods. And what I what I love about that book is that you can pick and choose the right productivity strategy for that job for that project because different projects require different types of methods to get them done, you know, like decorating your house for Christmas is a totally different method than doing a menu plan, you know, and so you need to choose the right system for what you are needing in your life. So if your readers haven't read A Year of Living Productively, I'm wholeheartedly endorsing endorsing it. It's just like my reference manual of I have a project, which one's going to be the best. So when it comes to focusing on our things, what I like to do is I like to time block. And so I know that every day my kids are gonna want some quiet time. You know, they usually, now that they're a little bit older and they're not napping, they're gonna watch a show or two. That is when I time block and I say, okay, I'm gonna focus on my have-tos during that time if the opportunity hasn't presented itself earlier in the day. So I give myself that buffer. But another thing that's really important to me is playing with my kids. And before they go have their screen times, we sit down and play a game, read a book, you know, have a snack together and, and talk, um, or I play with them and we, you know, we, they dress up and we play, they perform, whatever, because that's a priority to me. And I felt like that I was so busy trying to chase all of my to do's that I was missing out on was the most important. So whenever I kind of time block and I had this priorities task list together, they helped me focus on what's really important, both personally and in my business. Okay.
0: Yeah, very good. You know, you we can, even if we are, you know, checking off all the boxes, we are not going to be happy if at the end of the day we mm-hmm. see a sad puppy dog face <laughs> on one of our kids or our husband that tells us, you haven't paid any attention to me. And if that goes on mm-hmm. for more than a day, too, it is really a bad feeling. So I, I love that you are reminding us that playing with our kids is a priority and allowing them to set the agenda for our time with them, I think is just so powerful. Um, and I want to talk more about that with my listeners at a later date, but I, I love that. So thank you so much for that reminder. So you you are telling us, okay, we can know our priorities by, you know, listing out all the things that we have to do, and then, you know, comparing those to our roles and our and our goals, and determining our priorities—the things that we absolutely have to do—and then going next to, um, you know, need to do, other things that uh, we would like to do, and then you're saying we can choose various strategies for focusing on those and getting them done, uh, depending on what the project is. Um, you know, you're talking about time blocking, as you know, I'm a huge proponent of time blocking. I love it. Um, so, um, we can do that and we can make amazing progress on the things that we want to do, but I have found that the temptation is to either just keep, pushing ourselves then to have more and more focus and to get more and more work done or to just give up entirely because you've been interrupted 75 times <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you can't even remember what you are doing with your life. Um, so what I have heard from you is that you have a system for helping us to maintain margin in our lives. And I am all about that. So will you tell us more about it?
1: I would love to because for years, I would consider myself um, acting as a workaholic. I was just, is I just filled every minute of every day with something. And um, I realized that I was missing out on enjoying this life that I was working so hard to create, and I was looking back and thinking, especially once I had kids and started looking at how quickly they grow up and how short these seasons are for them, that that wasn't how I wanted to live anymore, but I didn't really know how to get off that hamster wheel, and. Um, so, you know, I've always, always enjoyed reading books about being productive and time management, but one, it actually started, um, one year in our homeschooling. I was mapping out my year. I have a strategic plan for the year, um, that I also, um, share over on my website. And, um, so I can tell you more about that later, but, um, I looked at our homeschool year and it looked like that we had an opportunity to homeschool for three weeks and then the last week of every month we had something major going on, whether it was Thanksgiving, Christmas, company coming in, my mother-in-law having a procedure and needing us to help her, whatever. So I started thinking, okay, what if we just did the whole school year in three weeks and then take a week off? And then we homeschool for three weeks and take a week off. Um, And I started thinking, wait, what if I did that in my life? Like what if on, for my business, what if I focused on those full three weeks that happen in every month and the, and the half weeks before and after those, you know, like you'll have a few days, you know, at the beginning of every month that aren't a full week and same thing at the end. What if those were my grace days? What if those were my days off? Or what if those were my days where I planned for upcoming projects or I just celebrated what I did accomplish? And Melanie, when I did that, everything changed. I suddenly was focused. I followed through because it was only three weeks that I had to focus on at a time. And I gave myself permission to enjoy my accomplishments and to have buffer time so that if someone got sick or if my parents decided they were going to surprise us and visit or, um, you know, we had a birthday celebration coming up. I had that time to live my life outside of work and projects around the house. So I use this system both personally, I use this system professionally in my business, and we use this system in our school. And it has just given us so much grace. It's given us that buffer to be real, to be human, and to not be so rigid that we're so busy all the time that we're exhausted and not enjoying our life, but also to be intentional in small doses so that we can be set up to be successful. Mm.
0: Well, I really, really love that. Um, and I already feel like it's kind of a, a natural thing. You know, when I look at the month, I, you know, and I'm planning, I'm thinking, well, that's not even a real week. It's not even a full week. <laughs> you know, right. at The beginning and the end. <laughs> so I think I'm already doing it. I'm just not giving myself permission to, to do that and to plan accordingly. I absolutely love, love, love this idea and I think homeschooling moms who are listening are going to love it too. And they're going to want to know more about how to actually make that work. Um, and, I, and I want to talk with you more about especially how homeschooling moms who run a business um, can, can use this. But before I do, I know my listeners are going to be unhappy with me if I don't ask you more about your strategic plan for your homeschool, <laughs> I wanna know, what is that? How do you do it? And where can my listeners find out more about that?
1: Okay, well, I got, this was not my idea. This idea I heard from Marie Forleo um, when I took her course B-School back in 2014. Um, but she basically says that she has a piece of paper with 12 squares on it, one for each month. And I have this as a, on my website. So again, I will give you the link for that. Um, but basically you look at an area, a specific area of your homeschooling, let's just say math. Cause that's always, you know, one that we really get, um, intentional about, and we identify what we're going to cover each month in math, for example. So maybe you want to do a month of geometry, you know, stuff. And, Maybe you want to do a month of addition and subtraction or a month of, you know, statistics and data analysis. And so whenever and your curriculum is going to outline that already for you if you follow a curriculum. But when I put it by the month, it really helps me to plan out my year and pace ourselves so that we are not feeling like, oh, okay, we just got to get through 18 more lessons. And it also Gives me a very quick way to focus. Oh, we're doing something geometry related in December. So when I'm scrolling Pinterest, if I see something, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and make a note, you know, on my strategic plan. There's a geometry game that we want to play, and it's pinned in my Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So that it helps me to, again, focus on what we have to do quickly. But then when we do that, we give ourselves this margin to have more fun and have more time and space to do other things that are going to be more more enjoyable. And so then that's where I add in my games and I can pace myself. I don't need to, you know how we also are collectors as homeschool moms, and we pin everything because it all looks <laughs> so awesome. Well, if you go through your, you know, you're like, okay, I want games for geometry. And you go to your Pinterest board and you've got 50. You're like, okay, I can stop pinning geometry games because I have enough now, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you have the strategic plan for the year for your homeschooling, and like I said, I do it by subject. Um, it just increases, increases my focus and then gives us that buffer time to play and see where we need more resources and where we can stop collecting Mm -hmm. resources. Mm -hmm. So it saves us time and money. Um, But I also use this personally personally. Um, projects around the house, I do the same thing strategic plan for what projects are we going to focus on because we can't afford or have the time to do all the projects that we want to do, like, you know, in June. So it just makes sense for us to pace ourselves. And then we have like big birthday months, you know, we have a lot of family birthdays. We don't do any projects that month. In mm-hmm. December, I don't do any projects, no- nothing, unless there's, unless it's like, you know, there's a leak or something. We're not doing home repairs in December because we're focusing on Christmas and creating memories there. So this strategic plan is just wonderful for helping us to focus and give us that buffer.
0: Mm-hmm. I love I love it. And I was even thinking that you could create monthly Pinterest boards that are private. Oh, yeah. You know? And hopefully you all know how to create a private board um, on Pinterest, but then you could pin exactly what you want to do during those months to your boards. Now, let me ask you one clarifying question before we move on. You said that for each month you have a focus for a particular subject. Is that a subject that you're going to be covering with both of your girls, or do you have a focus for each girl for that month?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. So it depends on the subject. So for example, for math, um, my younger daughter follows Evan Moore curriculum, but my older daughter, they don't have curriculum for middle school. So she's doing a different curriculum. So they have totally different plans for math. However, we have a strategic plan for math games where we're working together. They're the same. So um, when it comes to writing though, for example, that's the same because they are having basically the same assignment. We talk about the same writing strategies, um, the same writing, writer's workshop techniques, but they each have their own uh, take on it, their own interest, and they get to choose their topic. So I teach the same lesson, but their assignment may look a little bit different just depending on, you know, what their own interests and abilities are.
0: Okay, very good. Okay, so... I have found, being one myself, that homeschooling moms who are also business moms can find it really challenging to manage their time. So how are you helping us, business moms, achieve our goals while still maintaining a focus on family life? I mean, that's the big question, right?
1: It is. It is. And I think moms are just awesome time managers, whether they really realize it or not, because we take care of so many things in a day. Um, but when you add a layer of running a business or volunteering or you know taking on, you, you're leading another project addition, in addition to homeschooling your children and running your household, um, then we need something to help us to really amplify that focus and that follow through the follow through I feel like is especially a sensitive topic for it was for me because I would be really excited. And I would, you know, go at something, you know, wholeheartedly, and then life would happen and I would fizzle out. And What I have been working on, which I'm so excited about, because it changes people's lives, is using that three-week-month system in a consistent business moms community. And what we're doing is we are banding together as business moms, and we're using this exclusive three-week-month system to give ourselves margin and buffer, but all the same time focusing on something that is important to each of our businesses And we still have and follow through with that by setting a realistic goal of what's something that we can actually do in three weeks. And when we plan our work weeks, we only plan three or four days because if we have extra time, great, we can work ahead on the next week. And that always feels good. We always like working ahead. Right. But if you plan for the minimum three or four weeks at a time, then you give yourself that margin and that buffer for life to happen. Because we all have off days where I mean, how many times have your has your audience started a homeschool day and like no matter what happens, it is just the kids are not going to focus like you might as well just throw everything in the air and say, go outside and play because that is just like, you know, we have we have days like that on work, too. And so we need that buffer time. So in the consistent business moms community, we set up this system for each individual member. They identify what's important to them at their stage of business because it's different for every peop- every person. But we also hold each other accountable in loving, supportive ways to make sure that we're staying on track with this realistic goal. And it has just made all the difference in my business. And I've been working with several people over the last few years to do this. And it is just so fun to see and celebrate the progress together.
0: Mm. I love that. And I'm going to tell you why I really love it. And it's because I find that we as human beings really don't do well when things don't go according to plan. Mm -hmm. Because we tend to be a bit perfectionistic. We can just throw up our hands in despair when we don't do what we hoped to do. So by having a realistic expectation that this is what I'm going to do in just three or four days, in just three weeks, it just gives us more grace. It gives us more of an attitude of, um, you know, Do our best, do our best in the circumstances of a homeschooling life, which is always an exciting ride, (laughs) right? (laughs) We don't know. Yes. Yeah. We don't know what is going to happen, but that doesn't mean that we can't have goals and we shouldn't have goals. We absolutely should, but we should just expect that we are not going to get it all done, Um, So I love that. um, Let's have uh, lower expectations for what we can accomplish. And I think that that works in homeschooling as well as uh, business and life. So thank you so much, Amy. This was just fantastic. I know my listeners are going to want to connect with you. So what is the best way for them to do that? And I am going to put links in the show notes for you, uh, but where can they find you?
1: Well, I thank you so much for having me on today. I thoroughly enjoy talking about this topic um, because I'm so passionate about just what you said about helping moms set up realistic expectations so that they can set themselves and their families up to be successful. And I would absolutely love to share more ideas. I have lots of them that I would love to share with your audience and they can connect with me over at consistentbusinessmoms.com.
0: Well, that's easy. Consistentbusinessmoms.com. Okay. Wonderful. Well, Amy, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us today.
1: It was my pleasure. Thanks again for having me.
0: Remember to check out consistentbusinessmoms.com, psychowithsix.com/productive2020 or just go to homeschoolsanity.com/productive-new-year. For all the links. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me for the Homeschool Sanity Show. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.